0: You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Welcome. I'm Chris Scott, host of Meeting Pod and contributing editor at Meeting Place and Alt Meat Magazines. In today's episode, we're going to discuss efforts by food companies to address greenhouse gas emissions, waste management, sustainability, and novel ways to address these issues as they affect an operation's carbon footprint. Our guest today is Drew Getty, Vice President of Environmental Sustainability and Government Relations and Chief Compliance Officer at Purdue Farms. The Maryland based poultry processor recently expanded an agreement with a company that specializes in helping farmers and meat industry players reach their goals regarding emission control, which already is paying off just six months into the original pact. Thanks for spending some time with us today, Drew. Thanks for having me. No problem. Let's start with an overview of how large the scale of greenhouse gas management is for poultry companies and the farmers with whom they do business. When exactly did greenhouse gases or GHG become truly recognized by the poultry industry?
1: So... For us environmental stewardship's always been important. In fact, stewardship is one of our goals. So, doing the right thing by the environment has always been front and center. What I think's changed recently in the last, you know, 5 to 10 years is the focus that environmental efforts, greenhouse gas reduction, those types of initiatives have received from customers consumers. So a lot of the good work that we've been doing you know, over the last several years is now something that people want to hear about, something we need to talk about. I often say to our folks that, that we're a humble company. And so while doing the right thing isn't new to us, Talking about it and talking about it publicly is something that's new. So trying to get our folks internally to share the good work they're doing, whether it's around greenhouse gas reduction or waste diversion or using less water has been an opportunity for us. But I really think it's that change, that shift from the, the customers and the consumers wanting to know
0: what we're doing that's seeing the drive towards these types of initiatives. And expanding those communications, of course, uh, strengthens the bond between you and the customers. Absolutely. Okay. For our listeners who may not be f- as familiar about how these systems are designed to process methane and other effluents in animal waste, can you describe how older systems operated, if they existed at all, and at what point these types of conversations, conversion programs, that is, gained prominence?
1: Sure. So the way the wastewater, every facility has a little bit different way of handling wastewater. But for our facilities that have lagoons, like our Lewiston, North Carolina facility, our Cromwell, Kentucky facility, the way those systems are set up is once the wastewater goes through screening processes, through DAF processes, it ends up residing in, in the lagoon. And over time, the materials in the lagoon will break down and they'll emit methane. So in working with a partner like Green Gas USA, they'll come in and cover the lagoon. So basically a giant tarp covering the lagoon pond there captures that methane that's produced from the materials breaking down in the lagoon. Once the methane's captured, it's converted into renewable natural gas, which through a series of systems is cleaned condensed. And in the case of and transported to an injection point. We actually do that by trucks. So it goes off in, in tanker trucks to a and nearby injection point where it's put into the system for use by off-takers for groups that are interested in buying the renewable natural gas. And I think it's really the demand for RNG from companies even outside of the agricultural community that's really driving these types of programs and projects. So it's, it's the value placed on renewable natural gas, which is bringing attention to these types of
0: wastewater systems that in the past didn't receive the attention that they do now. Gotcha. Now, this expanded agreement with Purdue that you recently announced with Green Gas USA builds on that project you both launched earlier this year in Lewiston, North Carolina. That effort was designed to convert methane from a wastewater treatment facility into renewable natural gas. How is that working out so far?
1: The program is going very well. This was the first project of its type that we've done in the company where we you know, are collecting the gas, refining it, and having it transported off-site. and Through the first six months of operation, more than 40,000 metric tons of CO2e have been captured and converted to renewable natural gas. And I always say, that's great, but what does that mean in kind of a real world example? And that's the equivalent of eliminating 4.5 million gallons of gasoline being consumed. So really big impact. Just throw some numbers at you. Internally, That represents a 95% reduction in the GHG emissions for that Lewiston facility. And company-wide, that's a 17% reduction. So when we started down this path, this was a real big opportunity for us, obviously. So we're very happy to have the project
0: completed and to see it uh, already paying dividends for the environment. Looking ahead, the new program announced last month is expected to involve Green Gas USA's recovery techniques at Cromwell, Kentucky. How do these two Purdue operations differ and how much are they alike in terms of GHG containment and renewable gas goals?
1: So the Cromwell facility is is a little bit different, both in the system that they've installed or will be installing there, but also its impact to the environment. So years ago, 15, 20 years ago, we at Purdue capped the lagoon in, in Cromwell, collected that gas and actually had it power some generators to help fuel part of our operation there. Over time, the system had kind of gotten old and a recent storm actually tore the cover. So there was an opportunity to reevaluate the Cromwell facility. And given the improvements in technology and our work with green gas, we went ahead and, and signed them up to cover that operation. One, so that we could get it covered and get back to where we needed to be with the greenhouse gas reduction, but also just to, to be able to, you know, Utilize that new technology that's out there. So, we won't see as big a greenhouse gas reduction at that facility because it, it had already been capped for most of its life. But the other piece of it is unlike Lewiston, where we are having to truck the, the condensed gas to the injection point, we're able to direct inject at the Cromwell site, which Creates some additional efficiencies. And doing the project both at Cromwell and in Lewiston, it's really a nice way to create some local jobs in the trades for these groups that sure. do this type of work. So it was we saw it as a win-win
0: for Cromwell. Improving yields and consistency is possible in a Fusion Tech smokehouse. Our patented airflow technology allows you to set the location and duration of the oven breakpoint, meaning you can reduce the amount of overcooked and undercooked product on each rack. The result? Our customers have seen up to a 10% increase in yields, up to a 28% increase in consistency, and up to a 35% decrease in cook time over their previous oven. Improve yields and consistency across your product. Learn more and request a quote at https.ftiinc.org slash ovens. Now back to the podcast. Wow. Well, considering that you two agreed to expand the program in less than six months indicates that things definitely are going well, would you consider these dual programs as pushing Purdue into a leader using this strategy to address GHGs compared with other poultry companies or actual other meat processing companies, not necessarily limited to poultry?
1: We're always looking for ways to partner with experts. In this case, you know, Green Gas USA to do what we could do ourselves, but probably slower, probably a little less efficiently. So they're able for us to advance our continuous improvement efforts around the environment on a timeline that just really pays dividends like the one here. In terms of, you know, what others are doing in the industry, I hope they all, you know, as a, fan of the environment. I hope they all follow suit and do what they can to reduce greenhouse gas emissions because it betters everyone's experience here on our home
0: planet. So happy to see if they'll follow our lead here. Now, you mentioned earlier that as technology evolves, it opens the door to more opportunities for companies to use this technology and this process. Are these types of efforts likely to continue to expand as the need to reduce carbon footprints in poultry, pork, and cattle operation increases?
1: I'm not aware of what other companies are using, if they're using similar technology, or I'm not really sure how extensive it is. But as I mentioned, we're continually looking for opportunities to utilize not only this technology at other facilities where we have similar wastewater setups, um, but other technology that may be able to help either the continuous improvement of our operations or turning what had been a waste stream into a renewable resource that can be used by others in the community.
0: So there may be some consideration to expand this type of program even further within the Purdue system over time.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, we're looking at all of our facilities to see
0: if this type of technology would work. Okay. In your position as VP of Environmental Sustainability, are there other technologies or programs that you can see down the road beyond what Green Gas USA is offering to make these efforts to reduce GHG emissions even more effective in terms of cost as well as efficiency?
1: We're focused on infrastructure changes, you know, I think you know in, in my role one of the things I've focused on are long-lasting infrastructure changes that will be there for the long haul. Something we can change in our process to improve Not only its efficiency, not only our compliance with regulations, but, you know, being better stewards of the environment. So I think there will be opportunities. We continue to look for those reduction opportunities both inside the company and outside the company, partnering with, with folks like Green Gas USA to see who can move us along our continuous improvement path the fastest. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a big project like Lewiston, North Carolina. You know, a lot of little changes here and there over the long term at scale can really have a big impact over time. So, when I speak to our environmental professionals in the field, I often tell them if you've got ideas, let's talk through them because, you know, it only takes one little idea to become
0: have a big impact. So, exactly. Let's go back for a quick second on the rapport and the communications efforts that. Purdue was obviously taking to understand the concerns of the consumer, obviously the concerns of the internal scientists and researchers and program developers. Was that something that was conscious and sustained? And do you see that growing over time to other stakeholders?
1: Yeah. I mean, when I look at our environmental program, we're focused on compliance, on stewardship, and on Hearing feedback from folks who buy our products or live in our communities to know, you know, how can we best serve the community from a community relations standpoint, but also environmentally. So we're always looking for ways to open constructive dialogue around the environment and things that we can do differently. We partner with NGOs to understand concerns they might have and, and see where we might be able to work together to advance the
0: environment and the sustainability efforts. Something, of course, that I hope that a lot of other companies might take up as well. Finally, these challenges from the farm to the processing plant probably won't go away until the entire food development system is adjusted to improve current waste management. What do you see as the next phase or focus in making such improvements at the factory level? I think we're really just scratching the surface when it comes to what
1: can be done around waste and waste management, whether that's wastewater, what we've talked about here this afternoon, whether that's water reuse, whether that's water treatment, or even diversion from landfill, I think there's a lot of opportunity for you know here at Purdue to make changes that will impact the environment long term.
0: Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much for sharing your insights on greenhouse gas management in at Purdue with our meeting pod listeners today, Drew. And per usual, thanks to our listeners for tuning in this week. That's a wrap. Until next time. Remember to tune in on Mondays to get the inside track on the people and the processes that drive the protein industry. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow MeetingPlace and AltMeet magazines on social media, and be sure to visit our websites at MeetingPlace.com and Altmeat.net.